Hello and welcome to A Fistful of Truth. I am your host, Delara Essengill, and this is my uncontrolled podcast, Highly Censored. You can find A Fistful of Truth on Spotify, Anchor.fm, and lately, Google has stopped the search results of A Fistful of Truth. They're, they're, they're cabaling me, folks. They're putting in this uh, Z-rate rapper. He's not even A, B, or C. They came up with this uh, Fistful of Truth song to try to like bleed out and drown out a fistful of truth podcast when you search for it on Google. So I mentioned this at the beginning of this podcast and the end today because it's highly important. And I, I, I really ask you guys to kindly share this podcast. I can see if it's being shared or not. Not many people are sharing it. So if you want to help support a fistful of truth, thank you for tuning in, first of all, but please share it with somebody, put it in a group, copy and paste this URL into your social media. Don't put it on Twitter. (laughs) Don't put it on Twitter, but put it anywhere else and let other people hear it because I can't do it. Google won't let me. I'm banned off of every single platform. Big tech hates my guts and it's pretty mutual. I don't like a Zuckerberg lizard tits up there in his posse, but I don't even think these people are really in charge anymore. I think there is a narrative that's being controlled by both sides. I'm trying to stick to the plan here, folks, not piss off the white hats. I don't give a crap if I piss off the black hats. That's what this is about. But in order for me to get this info out, I rely on you, the listeners, to copy and paste the URL to this podcast or any blog post you might find useful. You can find me on my blog as well, delaraessengill.blog kindly enter your email address and thank you to the 46,600 something followers that are helping spread the truth over at delarasengill.blog. We are nearing a million hits on the blog. I've been at it since 2013, way before POTUS took office. I really wished I could say what I want. I still am not able to say exactly what I want, but maybe one day that First Amendment right will be indeed fulfilled because we are under attack. The First Amendment why a fistful of truth is under attack so i do rely on the listeners and thank you for sharing this podcast today you can find all this information in one convenient place a fistful of truth.com features the latest podcast blog posts and the products that help make this podcast happen like mission darkness and soma vedic we'll talk about that more at the end links are available in the podcast description and i want to thank everybody who's tuning in today today is the second or excuse me the first it's the first monday matters here On a fistful of truth, Monday matters. We're going to be going to Louisiana to visit George Pittman, who offered us an amazing series here, a couple, Navigating the Storm, Navigating the Storm with George Pittman. Please go back and listen to these if you haven't. Surviving the Storm, How to Survive the Storm. All sorts of amazing preparation that you can take part in without spending too much money. George put together a PDF for us available at deliaessengill.blog. So check that out. And George will have a new website coming up. And I'm going to be talking about that when we get that ready. But it's not going to be for a little while because George is a very talented individual. Not only is he a veteran of um, a Green Beret, he he, um, has amazing uh, military and life experience. But he also has a lot of talent. And I I want to talk about that some more in upcoming series because... uh, Um, just amazing, amazingly talented people. 
including George, have appeared on the show, and I want to honor them and respect them, and I want to show people their their artwork and the amazing things that they're capable of doing. But in the meantime, do check out what George provided, since he is here today again talking to us on Monday Matters from what's happening in Louisiana. Again, that series is called Surviving the Storm, so please do check that out at the blog, delaresengill.blog, as well as here on the podcast. Just put it on and listen to it while you're doing your work around the house, whatever you're doing or you're at work. All right. So without further ado, we're going to go into uh, Louisiana first, and then we're going to talk about California. Welcome to Monday Matters, George Pittman. Well, welcome to welcome back, George Pittman, to Monday Matters. Today we are in Louisiana. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here on the show. I know you uh, spent quite a time with myself and the audience, and I just want to remind them, if they haven't heard Navigating the Storm or what's really important coming up, Surviving the Storm featuring George Pittman, thank you again for all the hours you spent with me and the audience uh, providing not only your knowledge, but also you put together a PDF that's available at delaraessengill.plog. So check that out, Surviving the Storm, guys. If you haven't heard that series, I urge you to check it out. So thank you again, George. You're very welcome. I'm happy to do it. All right. Well, you're back today and you're going to tell us about what's going on on today's Monday Matters in uh, Louisiana. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll give a, some some general um, information uh, first, but for folks that aren't um, maybe up to speed on, on geography of the United States, you know, you get different ages and, you know, some people just aren't interested. But uh, just to give you an idea where Louisiana is, uh, it's directly connected to Texas on the west, Mississippi on the east, and Arkansas is directly to the north. So it sits right on the Gulf of Mexico. And uh, so now you should know, kind of get an idea. Uh, you've ever heard of the Mississippi River? It runs uh, along the, the east side, the border between Louisiana and Mississippi, then cuts through the bottom of the state. I've been on the Mississippi River, and I will never forget it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not a small river. No, huge. So, uh, you know, there's all sorts of things going on around the country, starting off with the cloud cover all over the United States today, which is very weird all of a sudden. But, um, you know, we're going around the United States, 50 states united, not divided. And today, uh, if you can tell us a little bit about, you know, there may not be tons of things going on all the time, but we're, it's very important to hear from everybody in, in different states in our country, because how else are we going to find out what's going on? Right, right. right. Well, let me you know, start off with a, with a few things that some people may not know, especially if they've never spent much time uh, anywhere in the, the south, south central part of the United States. But um, Louisiana is the only state in all 50 states that does not have counties. They have parishes. Um, now, a parish, P-A-R-I-S-H, is almost identical to a county, but they call it a parish instead of a county because it's also the only state that uses Napoleonic law instead of the law that the, the, all the rest of the states have. Um, so it's, it's a little different. So if you're a, an attorney in, the, in uh, Louisiana, you have to have, in addition to your, you know, your law license, like you say you went to law school somewhere else and you moved to Louisiana, 
You also, I don't know if there's a bar exam for Napoleonic law, but you have to be certified in Napoleonic law to practice law in Louisiana. So it's, uh, it's definitely, you know, a little different, but wow. uh, an, an overview. Yeah. So an overview of some of the things that, um, you know, I, I grew up in Louisiana as a, as a born in Texas, but spent most of my, my young life in Louisiana and Louisiana has a, you know, has a reputation for certain things. Uh, first off, there's just some people with hearts made of gold. You know, there's just some great people. And uh, it's very diverse within one state because uh, the northern part of the state, um, you know, it's it's fairly consistent, just a mix. But when you start going further south, uh, you start meeting uh, Creole, Cajun. There's a lot of French influence. So um, you, you can tell uh, if you've spent time there, you'll be able to tell, OK, this accent's different from this, this, but it's you can hear the French accent in there if you've ever heard uh the the chef famous chef justin wilson or justin wilson that, you know he's the the guy from um south louisiana and like the french quarter really famous chef so uh and if you watch um what is it the, the show where the, the gator hunters where they're uh, swamp people uh, a lot of that is filmed in south louisiana so you'll hear uh, the the troy landry guys like shoot him shoot him uh, he's, you know, a South Louisiana guy, but, um, what the other thing, you know, you, of course you've got every state has their bad people and, and everything else, but there's some really good people. Uh, but they've also got some of the best food you will ever taste in your life. I have um, heard. Seafood. Can't, can't oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you just, uh, unfortunately though, uh, those are the two best things about the state. Um, there's a reputation for political corruption it goes back way before I was born. Um, and, you, you know, if you, if you were a student of history, it's not hard to look up and find all the, you know, the corruption, but it's predominantly, I mean, it's throughout the state, but it's, it's really uh, noticeable in the South where Baton Rouge and New Orleans, Baton Rouge is the capital and New Orleans is the largest, largest city. Um, but the other thing the state's known, known, or known for are bad roads. Uh, we got. It's like I remember as a kid, we would be driving back from Texas into Louisiana, and I'd be sleeping in the back seat or the back of the station wagon. We had one of these old brown station wagons with the wood paneling on the side. <laughs> I think we were all we were all prone in one of this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, when we hit the state line, when we crossed the state line from Texas into Louisiana, it would literally wake me up as a kid. That's how bad the roads were. Oh my God. Um, but the roads in Texas were really, really good. So, yeah. So bad roads, uh, horrible public schools. Uh, and that's, that's still today. Uh, when I was growing up, just to give you an idea, the only state that we could make fun of was Mississippi because the Mississippi had the worst public education in the United States and Louisiana was the second worst. I don't, I don't know what it ranks today, but when I checked, it's still really low. Um, there's, uh, it's also, uh, you know, bad economy. They, they, the only re reason the economic numbers aren't any worse is because it's predominantly run by Democrats um, or rhinos, most, mostly Democrats, but they, um, they count um, the assistance.
All right, sorry guys, I just had a little internet interruption, which may happen again. So George, I apologize. Uh, I think we left off before the ambulance chaser part. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about, um, you know, bad schools and yeah. there's a ton of lawyers that are, you know, ambulance chasers. So you see plenty of road signs along the highway for uh, 50 different attorneys that want you to call if, uh, you know, you get into a car accident or whatever. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of these people donate to the Democratic Party. So the Democratic Party is not keen on tort reform or, um, you know, making it hard for fr frivolous lawsuits. And that's actually the one of the big reasons why the economy in Louisiana is so bad, because they've run off so much oil and gas drilling and work because they sue uh, at the drop of a hat, even if they haven't done anything, they, they just make up a reason to sue and it gets tied up in court, they can't drill and they lose money. So they just go somewhere else. You know, it's the path of least resistance. So, so many people that are trying to make a living have had to leave Louisiana, if nothing else, not if not move to go work in Texas. Like if you're in oil and gas, most of the jobs were being done in Texas because they protect the oil and gas industry enough to prevent the kind of stuff that happens in Louisiana. So it's unfortunate, but but that that's kind of what happens. But uh, I remember I was in Louisiana during the last uh, gubernatorial election where Governor Bell Edwards, who looks like a like some kind of, kind of catfish thing from Star Wars from the <laughs> like the bar scene, you know, where the goofy aliens are in there. He's a weird looking dude. His eyes are like on the side of his head. It's weird looking. Oh anyway, he was running against. Um, oh gosh, I'm, I'm trying to trying to remember the guy's name, but he was kind of like he was like a businessman. Um, he was kind of like similar to Trump in the in the regards that he wanted to fix the state, and uh, nobody wanted a Democrat. And we were I was watching the election results, and I was like I was really optimistic because I think his name was Responi. Eddie, Eddie Responi or Eddie Responi, something Rispone. like that. Anyway. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and I voted for Responi. And uh, I mean, so many people, and, and Responi was just knocking it out of the park. And it got to the, the close to the end and when they were, you know, going to do the results. And it was like, uh, I don't know if, I, I don't know if they had voting machines or, or what, you know, if it was Dominion, I don't know what it was. All I know is that the Democrats in South Louisiana know what they're doing. They know exactly what they did. So what all they did was, okay, you've got, you've got the, the instead, like I said, instead of counties, they got parishes. You've mm -hmm. got basically two parishes around New Orleans. Um, let's see, it's Jefferson and Orleans Parish. And uh, the, the Jefferson Parish is kind of like the, like it kind of like the sprawl of New Orleans, if that makes sense. So is, is the, the people, if you don't live in a New Orleans proper, you live on the outskirts. Well, that's a lot of that. It's Jefferson Parish. So uh, on election night, uh, it was like responding was leading, leading, leading. And, and I mean, by a large margin, uh, at least for, you know, for those type of terms. And then all of a sudden it was like 500,000 or some odd votes dropped for uh, Bill Edwards. And they called it boom, just like that. As soon as the, as soon as the results came, came in for Jefferson Parish, they called it for Bell Edwards. 
So in, in spite of the fact that Eddie Rispone had been winning the whole night, mm-hmm. they as soon as those results came in, and we can call this race for Bell Edwards. It was like they didn't even they weren't even saying anything until they got the results because they knew it was rigged. Everybody knew it was rigged. And anybody that was watching, you're like, son of a bitch, you know, because we, we knew Bell Edwards was a piece of crap. So anyway, that's that's politics in Louisiana. I mean, going back when I was in high school, uh, there was a guy and I'm pretty sure Bell Edwards is related to him. His name was Edwin Edwards. And if you're, you know, anybody or if you've been in Louisiana, you know who Edwin Edwards was because they tried to convict this guy uh, so many times of uh, because he was so corrupt. I mean, it was obvious he was corrupt. And this is how smart this guy was. Uh, He actually got uh, indicted for buying votes. okay, and because uh, he admitted to paying a a black woman in South Louisiana twenty dollars. Okay. And yeah, and the woman said, yeah, he gave me 20 bucks. So they had it on, they had it on film, they had audio, all this, they witnesses. So he goes to court and he goes, he goes, I didn't pay her to vote for me. He's, I just gave her $20. She could vote for whoever she wanted to. Oh my God. Acquitted. Acquitted. That, that's how, that gives you an idea how, yeah. So anyway. Good old boy court system going on. Yeah. Yeah, and in uh, the mayor of New Orleans, her name is Latoya Cantrell. Oh my God, she's like uh, with that uh, Mayor Bowser in D.C. And uh, she went like full, yeah, she went full spaceballs recently with some kind of African American architecture in front of some big building. I don't know if it was, uh, I don't know, some some, I don't know, some big building uh, in in New Orleans, but it was um, one of those. Uh, african-american combs for for uh, for an afro a pit and, and and i don't know if you've ever seen space balls but they're talking about combing the desert and these guys have this huge pick and they're combing the desert with it it's just i mean people are looking at this and are like really i mean it, it, we were laughing it's like how embarrassing is that you know it's like that somebody really made architect i mean somebody got paid to make that uh-huh. you know and then there's some, yeah there's some other creepy stuff with like some kind of snake wrap around some black thing it, it, it you don't know if it's a child or a person oh or God. i don't know I, it's but there's a lot of there's a lot of nasty symbology in that area um but you know like many democrat run states and cities the crime is really bad uh crime is uh you know now it's not in the like i don't know if it's in the top 10 but it's really close um actually monroe louisiana where uh, I've got f- uh, friends that live close there. They actually moved out of it to get away from some of that crime. Uh, there, you know, there's just a lot of poverty and a lot of crime. And if you've got a lot of poverty, guess what? You're going to have a lot of crime because people are going to try to survive. Of course. And it's the same way in in South Louisiana. You know, when when Katrina hit, and a lot of people don't know this either, but New Orleans is like eight feet below sea level. Yeah. So the the only reason it's it's not underwater is because it's protected by a system of levees. Well, um, Louisiana has, uh, it, it may still have the highest uh, tax, sales tax in the whole United States. Really? But it varies depending on which city or parish. Yeah, uh, it varies the, the, uh, the taxes, the, the just this is sales tax. Sales tax ranges between nine and 13 plus percent for sales tax. Jeez. So imagine going to buy a car 
and paying 13% sales tax. But, but, but gas is cheap. You know, gas is, it's one of the, the lowest gas prices in the country. Uh, you know, so, it, you know, it just depends uh, what you want to put up with. But that's, you know, that's one of the things I, I didn't like because you go buy some groceries and they tack on where I lived. It was like a, a 12%. Wow. And you tack on 12% to groceries. And, you know, instead of $100, it's 110 plus, you know. So anyway, it adds up quick. But um, anyway, that, you know, so you got the, the tax thing. And um, let's see, I, I was going somewhere with that. Help me out. <laughs> I don't know where you I'm were going with that, but I'm right. shocked that it's more than, uh, I mean, you got California beat right there. That's insanity. Yeah, yeah. But now I don't about, think the property taxes are as high. But it just depends about, on where you live. I got something about tax credit for you since we're talking about tax. This may not be where you were going, but I think the audience and yourself will find this interesting. Uh, I don't know if the audience knows this, but uh, when I was, well, it's like when I say when I was working in entertainment in Hollywood, I feel like it's like 20 years ago, but it's only been like two, two, three years. Um, one yeah. of the things that Louisiana is uh, was incentivizing was the production of Hollywood films. I don't know if you know about this, but almost. Yeah. You know this? Yeah. Did you want to go there? Yeah, there was a period. Of, there was a period of time where a lot of films were being made in New Orleans. Yeah. South Louisiana. TV and film, both. Yes. And there's a reason yeah. for that. There's a reason and, oh, for that. Yeah. Oh, okay. There is a reason for that. And there's two, there's a good reason and a bad reason. You want the bad reason first? <laughs> yeah. Well, the bad reason is connected to the good reason. So, uh, Hollywood. Basically, the, they were offering, they had a bunch of dark shit going on. Okay. They had a bunch of dark right. crap going on and it's all follow the money, of course. But basically, the motion picture investor tax credit. So Louisiana came up with this motion picture investor tax credit. Now it's making sense when you're telling me people are paying $10, $12 in taxes, my God, for groceries and stuff or not, you know, non whatever perishable goods, whatever they're taxing you for over there. So Louisiana's motion picture investor tax credit. Now, this became really big in 2002 when I was like in the heat of working in Hollywood here, Petowood. Included many benefits for investments in the growing Louisiana film industry. So basically, anybody wanting to invest money into a film, because I worked in film finance and on the business end of things quite, quite a bit, provided the person investing with a 40% transferable tax credit. So the state of Louisiana offered anybody wanting to invest in motion pictures or television 40% transferable tax credit. $50,000 threshold for Louisiana productions meeting surf. So they're paying people out. They're giving them cash. They're giving them a tax credit. Now they're giving them $50,000. I don't know where Louisiana is getting this money, maybe from your groceries, George. And then $300,000 minimum in-state expenditure requirement. So they would have to spend at least 300,000 bucks, more than a quarter of a million dollars. And then the state would kick back 50,000. I mean, this is just getting weirder and weirder the more I look at this. And there was a 30% film tax credit that was transferable if you allow, and it allowed production companies to sell this tax credit to others. So just think about the corruption I'm talking about here right now. 
Right, right. So Hollywood moved its ass over to Louisiana, done a ton of filming in Louisiana. Duck Dynasty, I'm sure we remember, all of us remember that, that shit show because it turned out those yeah. guys weren't even real, okay? Uh, it was based on real actors. Maybe a couple of them were real, but it was, it was all staged and scripted. And I actually know one of the pro producers that got really pissed off when he found out what was going on, who was filming this thing. Um, he wasn't very proud of it, so I'll leave his name out of it. But um, this film industry with the FBT's film business in Louisiana created a lot of, uh, I'll just say HRC type connections, and they were involved, I've heard, with a lot of surprise, surprise voodoo. They were doing all sorts of oh, rituals. Yeah. Yes. You want to talk about voodoo, let's talk about voodoo in Louisiana. Oh my God. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I mean, when you think about voodoo, I can tie that into everything that's going on right now. Yes. Everything that's been going on since, you know, the, the scamdemic started. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, but, but, but just to, you know, just to kind of as an overview to try to help people out, there's a lot of, a lot of negativity around there. And one word that kind of describes everything in a nutshell uh, is instability. Mm -hmm. uh, every, I mean, there's so much instability throughout. You've got at least five world leaders who've resigned or stepped down and a lot of other politicians that have resigned in UK and uh, Estonia, Italy, where, you know, everywhere else. Everywhere. Uh, but so there's a lot of instability. But if you think about, if you think about what they've been trying to do ever since they started with the pandemic, they're still doing it with the donkey pox or monkey pox, whatever <laughs> it is, and, and everything else. What it is, it, it's the same friggin' thing as voodoo okay if you don't believe in voodoo in other words if you have no fear it has no effect on you whatsoever zero if you're if you're a scaredy cat it, yeah if you're a scaredy cat and 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 you believe in this crap it will it will literally uh affect you like cancer So yes, what you're saying is absolutely right, George. I mean, this is all, this voodoo concept is, is basically pulling the wool over people's eyes. Yeah, I mean, just to give you an idea, I mean, I'm sure everybody's seen, uh, even if it's just like an old James Bond movie where there was like, there was one where Roger Moore was in South Louisiana and there was this voodoo guy uh, and, and all these things going on and turns out it was all fake. You know, it was all smoke and mirrors. And uh, that's how it is in reality, because like they 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 might have some some actual skill in terms of poisons, like like they use stuff like from the puffer fish, and and what it does is it slows down your uh, your respiratory system, and for all accounts, at least in the in the older days, everybody would think you were dead. So then they bury you, but you're not dead. You can still hear everything. Uh, maybe see, but you, you, all your sensations, you can feel everything, but you can't move. It's like, uh, it's probably like being in hell is the only thing I can imagine. And they bury you. So you're buried alive. And then the voodoo doctors would go dig them up. And by that time, they probably got brain damage because of lack of oxygen and right. they're walking around. But the voodoo doctor tells everybody that before they buries them, that I'm going to bring this person back from the dead. Mm -hmm. So then you've got these people who aren't, aren't believers in Jesus Christ and all this stuff. And then they see this guy walking around like a zombie. That's where the term zombie came from. 
I don't know if you know that or not. I did not uh, know that's that. from voodoo from voodoo culture because the people that uh, they dug up after they were been buried alive, and you know they've been pronounced dead, but they weren't really dead because they were using whatever puffer fish or whatever you know uh, concoction they they cooked up, and they would like blow dust in their face and different things like that to get it into their system. Um, you know that now wow. they're they're no longer the same person they were because they've got probably a significant amount of brain damage from being buried alive, you know? So anyway, that's, that's where the term zombie came from, uh, at least as far as I understand it, but that was, you know, it's been around for so long, but that's the whole pretense of it. Is that if you, if you don't, if you don't buy into it, it's, it's, it's literally, it's like you've got a coat of Teflon on and it's not going to stick to you. But if you believe it, if you believe it's real, and it yeah it's gonna it's gonna kick your butt because you're afraid there's so been a ton you, you of can uh, guess what the overall message is i'm sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say the overall message is you know is have no fear you know trust in god and you know don't be afraid i mean you know we've talked about it before the bible says uh, do not fear or something like that 365 times one day for one one time for every day of the year so i think he's trying to tell us something and I hope that people have the wherewithal to, to listen. You know, I was just looking up these zombie movies that have been filmed in uh, Louisiana. It's no, it's no coincidence. I mean, it's just, it's hilarious. Interview with the Vampire. That's uh, yep. a famous yep. one with uh, Barbara Pitt, starring Barbara Pitt. Um, <laughs> the yeah. Alligator People, you, Candyman. Uh, yep. All sorts of movies have been filmed down there, you know, not just not just zombie movies, you know, for all the way from 21 Jump Street to NCIS and pit bulls and yeah, there's police, some... all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, this You've got some creepy with... stuff. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, you got some cre creepy stuff going on around in the French Quarter. Um, and you know you, you you can actually you can literally go into a shop and buy like one of those little voodoo cupid dolls and you know all that kind of stuff i mean they have little stores but there's also i mean you know, you know just creepy stuff it's like i was watching this uh, some documentary where this guy uh claimed to be an actual vampire and he would uh have friends or whatever you call it and they showed him he would go to these people's houses and drink their blood now oh it wasn't God. like like, like in the vampire movies but he would you know use like a little thing and make the blood and he would you know drink some of their blood he, and he claimed to have some kind of thing deficiency and drinking their blood made him feel better and it just it was just really freaking creepy you know i was well, like yeah <laughs> we but know that, i mean about... if, if they're doing it in broad daylight right yeah they're just trying to normalize it right I mean, you can look up Cannibal Gate, Blood Currency, Saving the Children. These are all articles I posted about this dark stuff, which, you know, don't dwell on it too much. Yeah. But, you know, be aware right. of it and move on from it because we don't partake in dark thoughts or dark no. any of that. You know, like you said, uh, fill your mind, you know, your temple um, with the with thoughts of God and Jesus Christ and you're fine. You're just fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just nice to, you know, be aware that they're, you know, and have some kind of idea what kind of dangers are out there so you can protect your loved ones, friends, family, whatever, from that kind of creepy crap. Absolutely. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add today uh, about 
I just always, you know, it's so funny is I talk with people from all around the country and then like three days after I talk with them and the, the, the program or some crazy shit happens in that state. Um, and I'm praying that doesn't happen over where you are at. Not that you're not competent and capable of handling it, but um, I know things are somewhat calm over there at the moment. Um, but is there anything else you'd like to add before we close up today's Monday Matters, Louisiana? Well, the only thing I can think of is that, you know, as we talked about instability and how it's probably going to be, uh, you know, pretty unstable for the next, you know, month, month, two months, whatever, uh, in, in terms of waiting for things to start improving. But it, it's difficult for folks who are struggling, living month to month, day to day in some cases. So the only thing that I, I would suggest is that, um, you know, look into Ephesians in terms of spiritual warfare. And I don't know if you can post this stuff I sent you um, uh, about the, you know, just a little quick snapshot of some things that you can remember about spiritual warfare um, the, the, on the full armor of God. I'd be happy to post okay. it on an article. Yeah. Give me some time though. I'm really behind. I've been, I want to no, write no, an article that, every cool, time. But... I talk with you, but it's been, uh, I did post it on the telegram channel. So if you guys don't get it right away, George provided us with some really nice uplifting and uh, positive words from Ephesians and the Bible. Thank you, George. You're very welcome. All right. Well, thank you again for, um, being here today and I look forward to talking to you again we still have other shows we could do but you know I'm just trying to go day by day here there's so much on our plate um, and in the meantime do check out George's previously recorded and available to everybody and pass it on because this this podcast is censored uh, navigating the storm as well as surviving the storm very essential guys don't wait till last minute Take a look at George's uh, PDF that he provided with us, to us. And George, I got to go through it myself again because stuff expires. You got to refresh your survival kit and be prepared. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You gotta, you gotta look at your stuff like quarterly, depending on Absolutely. what you put in it. Absolutely, I'm doing it again. It's work, but it's worth it. All right, thank you again. Yeah. Thank you again. Thank you for your service and thank you for your time again today, George. Well, thank you. God bless. God bless. Thank you again to George Pittman coming to us from Louisiana today. On Monday Matters, we go to 50 states, united, not divided. We're traveling around the country as well as visiting patriots from other parts of our world because patriots are everywhere and we all stand for freedom, liberty, and justice for all, especially here, America first. I am an American and we are covering all patriots all around the world as well as our 50 states. So uh, next week, we are going to be traveling across the globe. I won't be announcing that yet. And then we will be returning back to the United States. But on today's Monday Matters, we're going to talk a little bit here about California. But before I go into what's happening in California, I would like to take a second because I did not know, I did not know about this Napoleonic Code in Louisiana. Very interesting that it is a uh, George was talking about the parishes and where this stems from is the Napoleonic Code. You can look this up yourself. It was not enacted in France until 1804, one year after the Louisiana Purchase. So the Louisiana Purchase from France in the United States was uh, 
conducted in 1803. And we're not going to talk about that here today. You can look that up on your own. But this is very interesting because we are in a time of legal reform. We're going to see a lot of reformation to the infrastructure of our laws where we need to return back to our constitutional values. The Napoleonic Code was not enacted in France until 1804. Now, a year after they purchased Louisiana, And it says here that historians, I'm just looking up the Napoleonic Code. You can look this up yourself. Historians in 1941 and 1965 discovered original notes of the 1808 Digest drafters, the year 1808, who stated that their goal was to base Louisiana law on Spanish law but they don't make any mention of the Napoleonic Code. So in Louisiana, the Napoleonic Code, or if you want to call it the CC, the Civil Code, comes from two civil law countries, Spain and France. And because Spain and France were both owners of Louisiana at one time in history, the Napoleonic Code was created by taking some legal structures from both countries And basically, it's become the melting pot of Louisiana law today. So it's very interesting because I don't think a lot of people actually know this. I didn't know this. I had heard about the Napoleonic Code and thought, oh, there's probably just excerpts from Napoleon's law. But no, Louisiana, Louisiana, as George Pittman just told us, gets its civil law legal system, civil law, from its colonial past as a possession of two civil law countries, again, Spain and France. So it's kind of almost, you can think of the legal system in Louisiana as a hybrid system of both civil and common law influences, which I think we're going to see a lot of the CC, the civil code in different states uh, being returned back to common law, uh, not necessarily using these terms, but the ideals of what our laws really are built around, which, you know, in my opinion, if you go back, there's only 10 commandments and everything is a derivative of those 10 commandments that God gave us to abide by. And you know, it's so funny. There's only 10 commandments, folks, and 10, not a hundred, not a thousand, not millions like are the laws now that you have to go to law school and get a degree to interpret my God. 10 laws that God gave us and we still can't seem to abide by them as a society. Isn't it something? In other news in California, let's go to California, something close to home for me, as I am not originally from Southern California. I keep trying to go back to Northern California, but every time I visit up there, it's turned into its own shit show. California uh, has some fires going on. And these fires are not going away. These fires have gotten worse. They're in uh, Mariposa County up by Yosemite. We talked about this on last Monday Matters. If you haven't heard me talk about this, please go back and listen to Monday Matters, What's Going On in Nevada, featuring Dr. Brian Lemper. I gave an explanation of what's been going on in the Yosemite region, and it's important to stay up on these. These are all in sequential order. But the fire keeps going on. But here's something interesting about the fire. On July 23rd, this is in Mariposa County. The Oak Fire is what we're talking about. You got firefighters from all over the state. God bless them. Firefighters are amazing people. Our first responders are amazing people. So pray for them, folks. Pray for them like we pray for POTUS and the people helping POTUS. And for our country, of course. 
interesting thing happened with this fire going on. Now, I think this is being put in the news. NBC and mainstream news is posting this. So there's, there's a reason why a militia showed up. Yep, you're hearing that right. A militia in military fatigues. A militia is a group of people, you know, gathered on their own, showed up to help people uh, with the fire up in Mariposa County and Echo, Echo Company Militia. So it's called the Echo Company Militia, Echo as in E-C-H-O. You can look this up. And this militia showed up to help uh, serve food to uh, the raging uh, people fighting the raging fire nearby. And uh, they basically um, are helping out uh, citizens of that area, which is amazing. There's a quote here. Of course, this is MSM reporting this, but, you know, check this out. Militias that are formed are showing up to help each other, help us. They had their whole setup with military style trucks. They were in fatigues and whatnot, weren't interfering with any, uh, any works of the sheriff or so forth. Just uh, they didn't set up any roadblocks to do anything wrong. They're just helping out rural areas of Mariposa County. You know, people in towns that are 17,000 or, or less. And they uh, are assisting people in their communities with these emergency services. So I think, um, you know, we, we see different types of militias here that are involved, the Oath Keepers and these uh, Echo Company. I think we're going to see more and more of this. And these are qualified uh, veterans, in my opinion. I'm, I'm taking a look at this. I'm not sure if all of them are, but these are qualified, responsible people who are just taking matters into their own hands and helping so, uh, you know, don't pay attention to what the MSM is telling you because they're lying to you and it's a bunch of crap. In other news in California, California, Los Angeles County tried to uh, set up mask mandates again. But a few cities, including Beverly Hills and Long Beach, <clears throat> said, these are all L.A. County, no, we're not going to put the masks back on. And guess what happened? The masks are now gone. More news is coming up in homicide cases in the state of California. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're not going to believe this, but finally, this guy who had 80s uh, crimes in the 80s for the um, area that I worked in, where he kept sex slaves, all right, this, this POS, this pedo POS kept sex slaves and murdered them. This is SVU crimes, folks, special victims. The POTUS has been talking about this sex trafficking, human trafficking, child rape, pornography, killing, all of it fits into special victims. 1980s case, folks, this is being highlighted on ABC, KTVU, Fox News, all mainstream media. Why? Why are they highlighting this? Perhaps maybe there's some infiltration on our side into the media. 1980s case solved with advances in DNA technology. This is going to be very important. These were two cold cases of homicides from 1987 and 89, when I was first working in the district attorney's office in Orange County, that's not where I worked, but this is in Orange County, California, this asshole who killed and raped and tortured these sex, uh, the, these women as sex slaves was now caught because of advances in DNA technology. Now that's very important. It's not just uh, DNA technology that you need to pay attention to, but what is going to happen with DNA being now used to solve crimes of the past? We're going to see a lot of this come to play in Pedowood. Thousands and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of children and women have gone missing. 
POTUS keeps highlighting children and women when he talks about gang activity, border crossings, illegal sex and human trafficking. Of course, it's all illegal. But these cold cases getting solved from 87 to 89 using advances in DNA technology are very important. Shannon Rose, Lloyd, 23, was found dead in her bedroom in Garden Grove, California, in May 1987. A coroner determined at the time that she'd been sexually assaulted and strangled to death, but the investigation went cold for years. Well, you know what else is cold? The death of Kurt Cobain, the death of Chris Cornell. Those are cold to me. They didn't hang themselves. Two years later, in February 1989, 27-year-old Renee Cuevas was found dead along a road near the El Toro Marine Base. And this murder went, uh, these murders went unaccounted for. You know, people just disappeared, died. Families never got any closure. But guess what? Guess what? Now they have, because of DNA evidence, uh, arrested the person in this in this case. And, um, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be a, uh, Bigger and bigger because there's all sorts of uh, technology that was used to crack the case of, for example, the Golden State Killer, where a prosecutor, uh, somebody that I I looked up to and knew had worked on. This is during the 70s and 80s with dozens of murders, 45 rapes, 120 home burglaries. This guy was a real, real winner. There's a lot of these cases, folks, because there's something that you say in law enforcement where most of the people that commit crimes are stupid and that's why they're criminals. But there are a few smart, conniving deadly criminals out there. And those are the ones that don't get caught, but DNA is going to be a thing. Watch, watch out for the uh, decode that I'll be doing here. It's going to be a mini series coming up and we'll talk about that more at the outro with snacking on because DNA is going to be very important in the future of our society, not only in criminal uh, behavior, but well, a lot of it is for criminal purposes. And POTUS has been making very subtle references to this type of technology without saying it in his recent speeches. So stay tuned for that. So that's what's going on in California. There's not that much more, uh, you know, the wildfires and the weird weather that's going on today is cloud cover all over the United States. And there's all sorts of, um, you know, other, other sorts of discussions that are going on over things we're not going to discuss today uh, regarding monkeys and so forth, but we're not going to get into that today. And um, they are trying to say that they're uh, they're trying to talk about whether or not this is going to be a, a public health emergency or not. But we're, again, something for you to look up on your own. And one last thing is L.A. County has extended its rent moratorium till August of 2023 for those of us like myself that lost everything, jobs, my business, all of it, gone to bankruptcy in a handbasket. But here I am working diligently for Almighty Father God. So Congratulations to all the tenants out there that otherwise would be homeless. And thank you for protecting us. I believe this is all a white hat operation. So I want to thank, extend my thanks to, for protecting us during these difficult times where still a lot of us are on state assistance due to the COVID pandemic shutdown that happened in 2020. I mean, you just can't recover in six months from this, folks. There's still businesses that are closed. And I do want to add as I'm going to be changing up the programming this week, so you're not going to hear Secrets of the Celebrities. You're going to hear a mini-series of the POTUS Triple Decode. Hollywood is empty. Lynn Wood keeps asking, where did all the stars go in Hollywood? I'll tell you where they're going. They're fleeing the frick out of here because they can't afford their lavish lifestyles anymore. What did that famous girl on TikTok tell us? 
I have an article called uh, Unfollow Them, inspired by her uh, braveness, her youth. Not all millennials are bad. They're paying attention. They're amazing because they're upgraded versions of all of us. We're supposed to evolve, not devolve, but that seems to be a choice these days, devolution versus evolution. Unfollow them at dolaraessingill.blog. Don't pay attention to these people and they will lose everything. They don't give two shits about you. I have been around all these famous so-called celebrities. 95% of them don't like you, hate you, and just want your money. They can't stand people. That's how this really is. They lie and lie and lie and say, oh, yeah, we love our fans. They don't give a shit about you or me. All they want to do is continue their lavish lifestyles. They don't have any idea how to control their money, their lives, their mouth, their ass. They'll give it up for anything, anything to be famous. But guess what? They're emptying out of here. A lot of them are gone, moving out of the state. They don't attend their events anymore. What events? There are no events going on. My email used to be full of getting invited to shit I did not want to attend. Nothing. And it's not just because I'm speaking the truth. I've been reaching out to some people that I believe are not blood-sucking individuals. They're gone. They're not around. They're not answering their phones. People are in jail. They're not telling you. Low-level people. Don't forget how many indictments we have. And on that note, I hope you enjoyed today's Monday Matters. And you feel good about these so-called non-elite scum of the universe. It's about time they started uh, getting their noses scraped on the pavement a little bit because they are not going to be able to walk down the street. Just give it time. Thank you for tuning in to Monday Matters and stay tuned for uh, what's coming up here on A Fistful of Truth. That's it for Monday Matters here on A Fistful of Truth. Make sure you tune in next week. We'll be talking with an Anon that's been here before on the show, and they will be giving us an update from down under. In the meantime, I would like to uh, urge you to kindly copy the URL to this podcast and paste it somewhere where other people can see it, because now you can no longer search for A Fistful of Truth on Anchor.fm if you're using a Mac I, I tried using a PC. I couldn't find a search. I couldn't search for it there either. They're blocking uh, Google is blocking the search for a fistful of truth. So the only way I urge you guys to please kindly, like, you know, you guys write me still, Hey, why can't I donate anymore? Why can't I do this? Because, well, I wasn't grifting. Number one, I was trying to keep the podcast up and there was all these fees that I had to pay during my bankruptcy. I've never been through such a difficult time. And I know a lot of people are going through a difficult time. So I want to thank everybody who kept all of this up for me. And in the meantime, uh, the way you can help help this podcast, number one, number one way, copy and paste the URL or wherever you're listening to this, the episode, Spotify, the URL on Anchor. I don't know if you can even find it on all these platforms. It's, it, Apple just took it down. I got to put it back up. It's unbelievable what I'm going through. The only way you can, I can help get this word out is by you sharing this podcast. Put it in a group somewhere where other people can see it. Otherwise, it gets buried, and that's what they want. Why? Because it's a controlled narrative on both sides. And I'm on the good side, but still, the truth shall set us free. Jesus didn't say, tell some truth and maybe hold some back so some people can get used to it. No! Tell the truth. If people, if the truth is going to kill them, let them die. It's the truth. That is the truth. 
there is nothing we can do but speak the truth. And I, I cannot share this myself. So kindly, number one way of helping me is to uh, helping all of us, really, because none of us are free until all of us are free, is to just copy and paste any blog article, this podcast, anywhere you can, and get other people to listen to it, because I, I am unable, literally, physically unable to do this. In the meantime, also, thank you for everybody who is sharing this podcast, writing to me and thanking me. Also, uh, Rumble has some of these episodes, not all of them. Also, please share Surviving the Storm. There's a blog article. Go to delaraessengill.blog. A lot of this stuff is archived there. Go share it. If you can't hear this podcast today, it's speeding up, slowing down. Guess what? I'll put it up on the blog because that's what they're doing. They're speeding things up, slowing it down. Another way to help maintain this podcast is to check out the products in the podcast description. Soma Vedic harmonizes your workspace, stops uh, all sorts of uh, bad things from happening to you by mitigating the effects of EMFs, radio frequencies, EMFs, all sorts of bad stuff that you can't see. It helps uh, clean up your blood. Take a look at the erythrocyte sedimentation ratio that Dr. Thomas Lewis talks about. Unbelievable what this device does. Soma Vedic, you get 10% off. I've got the Vedic in my home. If you don't have one, get one. It'll change your life. It'll change your sleeping habits. It'll give you more energy. It'll mitigate those harmful, invisible enemy rays of crap that they're constantly inundating us with. Developed by a, a gentleman named Ivan, awesome company, Great CEO, um, wonderful employees. Dr. Emoto, my dear friend and client, helped work on this amazing technology. So do check that out. You get 10% off with Delara, the code D-I-L-A-R-A. You can also check out uh, Mission Darkness Faraday Protection. Not as overwhelmingly comprehensive as the Soma Vedic, but if you want to slide that cell phone into a, you know, I don't want to say cheap, but inexpensive and affordable little bag, you can do that. You don't even have to use my link. Go to Amazon and buy one, but don't get something other than Mission Darkness. Don't go buy some cheap Chinese version that's just not going to work and crap out on you. Anything under a hundred bucks, go to Amazon and get it if you're a Prime member. It doesn't even help me. It helps you. If you want to spend over $100, I reached out to this company because I own a bag. We use them in law enforcement to ensure chain of custody. Nobody hacks into your wallet. Nobody gets into your phone. Great way to protect your brain at night if you're keeping your cell phone in your room. Don't do that. You know when you turn off your cell phone, 911 still works? How do you think that happens? There's rays, frequencies, all sorts of crap coming into that phone. What do you think it's doing to your head? Have you ever held up a cell phone to your head and your head got hot? Do you know what that's doing to your brain? Look it up. You don't need to listen to me. Look it up yourselves, but don't go too crazy. That's like looking up a mosquito bite on the computer and then real thinking you have some kind of, I don't know, monkey disease. So anyway, check out those products, folks. Mission Faraday, you get 5% off. I think it's like 5% off if you use my, my name over 100 bucks. Soma Vedic, two more links for you. Hemp Therapies, awesome CBD oil. I live in California and I actually use Hemp Therapy CBD oil. I think it's like 50% off your first purchase. It's a lot of money off. Check it out. You can use it to uh, decrease inflammation. Inflammation is horrific. It's one of the number one killers. And uh, the other product and company I work with is OP2 Labs. I'm about to do a health matters on them and I'm staring and actually look, I'm. you can hear it. Thank God Snackanon isn't here. He'd probably try to steal this from me. Pro Tea Powder, Froggy Fuel, developed by Navy Seals. It's I, drink, I eat this every day. Amazing hair, nail, and skin, but collagen 
there's no such thing as vegan collagen, by the way. Collagen is the number two substance in your body. Number one is water. Are you drinking enough water? Are you cleaning your water? Where are you getting your water from? Check out my how to clean and structure your water episode here on the Fiscal of Truth. But please do check out Froggy Fuel and OP2 Labs. I have a sale coming up this week, so you can you can hold off on your purchase if you want. If you want it right away, check it out. It's in the podcast description, 10% off. But I'm going to be doing, I think it's like a 20% off this week because I'm buying some myself. I'm running out. Great for your emergency kit and surviving the storm. I'm about to send George Pittman one of these bags. He's going to get a bag from me. Pro Tea Powder. Nano hydrolyzed collagen protein with vitamin C and so many amino acids. One scoop of this has 17 grams of protein. It's all natural, sugar-free, zero gluten, zero lactose, complete protein developed by Navy SEALs and Patriots. All right. Thank you for listening to all of that. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Thank you for sharing this podcast. You guys, it's so important that this information gets out there. Time is of the essence. Tomorrow is Sunday. Excuse me. Tomorrow is Tuesday. (laughs) Tomorrow is Tuesday on A Fistful of Truth. And uh, we're not going to be doing the secrets of the celebrities. We're going to be doing the the continuation of the decode, the triple decode with Snackin' On. So the POTUS decodes are really important. If you are tuning in for the first time, please do not jump to number three. Do it in sequential order. Go back and listen to decode uh, part one the triple decode part one. It is all in sequential order, but here's what I urge you to do. I want you to be your own teacher. I want you to go and listen to all of the POTUS speeches, the three that we're talking about. Start with July 22nd, where he spoke at Prescott, Arizona, move on to Tampa, Florida, where he spoke at the student conference. And then in DC, finally at the America first association, please listen to them yourself before you listen to me or anybody else. And try to see what you notice and then come back and follow the series and listen to it because it'll really sink in and it'll, I want people to learn how to listen to POTUS if you already haven't uh, caught on to what we're saying in, in, uh, in uh, the decode series that we're doing. So thanks for uh, tuning in. Thank you for checking out Monday matters and tune in tomorrow. Again, we're going to be continuing the series and God bless you patriots. God bless you for holding the line standing firm with Father God and Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Where we go one, we go all.